0: Okay, so, um, today it's interesting. Um, so many different things have happened. Um, not quite sure, can't put my finger on it directly what, but I'm sure that they will, um, they will, um, show up soon and the effects of whatever is, it is going on behind the scenes are going to coming to the forefront i'm pretty sure that um i don't want to say i'm sure about it but i want to say that um i have hope that the lord reveal which is which and what is what and what happened when now concerning these different things like i am backslidden i'm in sin and from where it looks right now from where i am right now it may even look as if there's no possible way that i can get back up again it may even look like there's no possible way that i can come back But I trust the Lord and his promises. And no matter how difficult it is or no matter how small that window becomes, it's still a window. And there's still a promise that these things will work out. It's going to work out for me. It is. You know, um, of course, I feel the pain of what will have to happen in the process, the suffering, the difficulty, who will be lost, what will be lost in the process, things I care about a lot different individuals involved in this situation that I wanted to win that you know I hope that they make it out as well things I'll possibly have to let go but um I'm not gonna back down I'm not gonna allow them to make me back down I'm just not going to let it happen because the fact of the matter is that um As many odds that are stacked up against me, the Lord has already declared victory over my situation. So, these odds, I have to accept. I have to accept that they're stacked against me. I have to accept that the Lord's power has to be shown in this. I have to accept that many times it's going to look like a very impossible situation. And that is the way that the Lord is going to prove that it was only by His hand that it was made possible so that no one can deny or even, you know, under any circumstance. Try and write off the credit that belongs to him. It, all glory and honor and respect and power belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is going to prove that in so many different ways. So maybe right now why it looks so confusing. Why it seems as if he's allowing these, enemy, these enemies to prevail over me. It is his way of showing that they cannot outsmart him. But maybe they will be able to outsmart me. They will be able to outsmart me. They will be able to overpower me. They will be able to, you know, push past me, whatever, get over on me because I'm only human. But they will never be able to outsmart, overpower, or push past the Lord. And so, you know, maybe in this season right now, maybe in this period of time, what is happening is the Lord is showing that, you know, when it came down to the circumstances, you were sh- you were seeing, you were acknowledging, you were realizing that these different individuals wanted to take credit from the Lord. They wanted to make it seem as if, you know, he, you know, his power, his credit can be written off, that the credit can be passed over to you or even others. But, um, in that circumstance, I trusted the Lord. I said, Lord, I know that you will make sure that they know there's no way they will be able to deny. Maybe this is his way of doing that because sometimes it comes down to the fact that you can't get that glory because the glory belongs to God. And He's going to take this opportunity to show them that you felt as if you had outsmarted this individual. You felt as if you had overpowered this individual. You felt as if you had won against this person or this individual, that you, you know, you you were able to exert strength or victory over them. But you would never be able to exert strength or victory over me. Whether it be the case that I use them as a vessel in order to exert strength and power over you or it comes down to it that you have made it past them and you still have to deal with me because you're going to know who is, you know, in control of this situation, who is calling the shots, who is the ultimate puppy master, who is Alpha and Omega, you know, and I see that, you know, it's like it's magical how it's almost being revealed you know, different things concerning that, like, you know, I had, I noticed it, I sensed it in a few ways that they felt as if they had advantages over me. And they felt that if it comes down to you, you being in control, you being in power, um, we're going to be able to beat you. We can beat you easily, or maybe not easily, but we can beat you. And um, I noticed they said that a few times, And I had, you know, I had had taken the time to remind them, not that I had to, but I had taken the time to remind them just for the sake of their, you know, just for the sake of them. Because ultimately, you know, it's going to be their downfall they fall on when trying to somehow outsmart or overpower God. So I tried to remind them that it's, I mean, maybe you can beat me. Maybe you are smarter than me. Maybe you are stronger than me. Maybe you have outwitted me. Whatever it is that you have planned, maybe you have that in the bag. But when it comes down to it, it's about God. It's God who you can't beat. It's never been me. I'm a vessel. I'm not even allowed to take the credit. Now, I admit sometimes I am making mistakes of feeding into things a little too much that maybe, you know, have confused a few people to make them believe as if it's by my power. But it's absolutely not by my power. And that's something I try to remind myself every single day is by God's power alone. If not for him, this would none of this would exist for me. I'm nothing without him. Neither are you. No matter whether whether you want to acknowledge him or not, you're nothing without him. We are just dirt that the Lord breathed life into. That's all we will ever be. And so when you try and, um, when you outsmart me, fine, you know, that's that's, you know, life. You know, if you're able to do it, then you're just able to do it. But to outsmart God, you will never be able to outsmart God. You will never be able to overpower God. You will never be able to have more control than God, more power than God. You will never be able to sit on high like God. You will never be able to know everything like God. You will never be able to have everything down packed like our Lord Jesus Christ, period. And so I try to remind them for their sakes. Your best bet is to accept him with open, open arms. Repent. Maybe you take that into consideration that it's not about beating him. He doesn't seek to beat you or or, or have you fall into your knees in humiliation or embarrassment. <laughs> he wants to get rid of shame, humiliation, belittle, belittling, and berating. He wants to get rid of abuse. That is not what the Lord is about. He's all love. He does not operate in hate. There's no bad found in him. He's only good. So it's best for you to just embrace him. And acknowledge him. Because what you'll find is that it's not about being more powerful than him. You're extremely misguided. And you are deceived into believing that you have to prove that you are more powerful than God. Or more worthy to be praised in the Lord. That's never important. Because the Lord sits on high for a reason. Because he is capable. He is able. He makes impossible possible. He is the almighty and the omega. So it's not about beating him. Because... You don't need to beat him. He's for you. Like, (sighs) people who seek to beat or overpower or somehow prove that they are bigger or more powerful than God, that they don't need him. You know, it's it's a deep-rooted, deep-seated hate for, you know, the Lord because of circumstances they felt were unfair. They felt that they possibly had to deal with things without him. You've never had to deal with anything without him. You've never been without him, ever, no matter what you think. Never. And it's it's more of a, you know, it's more of a needing to prove to themselves, I don't need God. I don't care what anybody comes around saying. I have it. I got it. I can do anything without him. I am capable. And um, you may be very capable, but you are never Alpha and Omega. You are never almighty. You do not sit on high. He sits on high alone. He is God alone. And uh, maybe this is the process of that, even though it may take a lot out of my pride in order to have to lose this battle, you know. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to, you know, it's always the Lord's battle and he never loses. And as long as he is winning, so am I. If I'm on the right side, if I'm truly on the right side, so there's really no losses, but only lessons. And so um, in this process, you know, of course, I'm going to continue to fight. I'm going to continue to fight like, you know, I wanted to win but at the end of the day i'm so absolutely you know prepared I, w- well, I want to be more prepared each and every single day to have accepted the lord's will for whatever the outcome of the situation may be and so um sometimes you know we as people we we have to we have to prove our strength we have to prove our power we have to prove you know, what side we are on and what we, you know, the our logic, our understanding, our perspectives on things, we have to prove that we had to stand up for that. And I'm very, 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 you know, I'm a very big, strong believer in standing up for what you believe in. But what I have been taught in this process is that I need to forget everything I think that I know. A lot of things that I believe in, I may not truly understand. And one thing that will never fail is the, my belief in God. And ultimately, when it comes down to that, that means you have to be willing to let go of everything else and anything else that you believe in in order to strengthen your belief in him in order to truly, you know, to truly be covered so that you win when he wins. Because if you sometimes when you're fighting for the things you believe in, because you are not fully aware of what you are fighting for, because you are not fully aware of what you are choosing, you may be fighting opposite sides of him. So, you know, it takes submitting everything over no matter what it is, and I understand that. Maybe this is a process of that. I trust him despite whatever it is, and I know that it's maybe not even as serious or as as deep as it may seem, but if it does become that or if it ever will be, I want to be prepared for that. I want to be prepared to submit to the Lord's will. I want to be prepared to, you know, ultimately accept whatever outcome he decides is best. And so he's already told me the outcome of this situation so I know that all of this is just the feeling it's just the feeling from start to finish this is the meat of the situation till the conclusion of this battle which is ultimately what he said it will be because he only speaks truth and he is never lying he's never told a lie so you can expect that promise to be fulfilled cuz he also never breaks his promises and he loves his people and he's he's only good and he's always perfect and He never changes and that's something that you can depend on he's dependable he's reliable you know and it's just it just takes you know it takes disciplining yourself learning how to be disciplined by the lord in order to fall you know into servitude of him you know fully learning how to submit to his will without you know getting in the way of yourself so that's something i did feel like i saw in the last couple days like lord teach me how to get out of my own way and um You know, honestly, I know that that's, you know, most likely I know that that's a great possibility and that I'm young and it's possibly so many different things I have to learn. So many different people have learned and they're possibly trying to tell me over and over again, but I'm not listening because I feel like I have to do it a certain kind of way. And I feel like I have to learn on my own and I'm still very confident in the fact I have to do it a certain kind of way and learn on my own because at the end of the day, well, maybe not a certain kind of way, but I do have to learn for myself because at the end of the day, What it has come down to in this entire process, so many different people have told me so many different things and they have sounded so sure and they have spoken from their own experience and they felt that it's proven to be true. But it turned out different for me and nobody could possibly be able to understand that. And one of those big... Examples that I use is the situation with my family and me finding my purpose and my destiny in life. You know, everybody told me to walk away. Everybody told me to give up. Everybody told me to leave these individuals behind. Everybody told me to quit. Everybody told me to stop. Everybody told me to run. Everybody told me to do that. But in staying, I found that no matter how many people feel that something is true or may have worked for them, it may not work for you. It may not be the case for you. All situations are different. And there are so many different situations that exist out here. So you have to stay true to what you believe in. And you have to fight for, you know, what the Lord has shown you. Which is why it's important to have your own personal relationship with the Lord. So you're hearing from him directly. So that you know not to doubt what he has said to you. Now I know that I still do. Because I still have different parts and portions of myself that are I'm going to see for myself. Or... You know, I want to see if this still works or maybe there's a possibility it can happen or maybe you'll change your mind or different things like that. And sometimes I operate in that way. But when it comes down to it, you know, I want his will to prevail over all. That's what I want. That's what I'm willing to submit to regardless of what's going on around me, regardless of how people act or behave, regardless of my situation or circumstances. I want his will to prevail over all. So that's why I'm kind of stuck in this way right now. I'm stuck in a... You know, at a crossroads because, you know, with this living situation coming to an end, I'm almost wanting to run. I'm almost wanting to leave. I'm almost wanting to abandon this assignment as a whole, feeling as if maybe whatever I do, wherever I land, wherever I go, it's the best option for me because that's what God, you know, I wanted. Whatever, you know, ultimately happens, that's what the Lord wants to happen. That's the plan for my life. That's the fulfillment of the prophecy. Whatever I end up doing is a fulfillment of the prophecy, obviously. But um, then I'm like, but staying has shown me so much. I've learned so much in the process. So much truth has been revealed. So much about my life, my purpose, my destiny has been revealed. So much about me has been, you know, exposed. So much about this world has been exposed. So much about God is being exposed. His power is being shown and staying. So, you know, should I stay? The Lord didn't run away when he, when he knew he was going to be crucified. As an innocent man, he stayed. Even at, you know, his best friend, the one he called his rock, you know, even at his advice to go and to leave and to leave and to flee in order to avoid crucifixion, he still says stay. Because in order to want to run away from something that the Lord has already shown you, you need to be doing is thinking like a man. And he is not a man. He is God. So I do need to follow his guidance. And, I, and I'm feeling as if maybe that means stay regardless, but... And it feels so obvious, it feels like stay, 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 stay for them, stay for these people you love, stay for this assignment, stay for your purpose, stay for your destiny. But, you know, um, I know it's always going to be difficult situations, and no matter where I run, so I'm still going to have to run into them, and I'm still going to have to overcome them, and it's never going to be easy. But, you know, I've never felt something feel so wrong for so long in my life, like, I mean, my whole life, but like right now, this thing has just felt so wrong for so long, almost three years, and it just still feels so wrong. Every second of every day, it feels so wrong, and I still think about the possibility that one day I can have prevailed past all of it, and I will look back and say how wrong it felt before it to turn out to be right. It's amazing how God showed us power like that. But what if when, what if I leave? What if I go? What if I run? What if I actually take, you know, an opportunity to be selfish and think about me and stop sacrificing myself consistently and constantly for individuals who never reciprocate that energy? And I think about me and I take me time and I leave and I find I find liberation in leaving. I'm finally free. Of chains that come in a form of love that's not real love because real love sets you free and never keeps you enslaved or locked or encaged to a mindset, perspective, abuse, anything. It's not real love. No matter if I've known it, this only love I've ever known in my life It's never. It's just not real love. Love God has shown me what real love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. You know, love is forgiving. Love is so many different things. This situation does not consist of. So, you know, maybe I should go, maybe I should go, and that's where I've been stuck at for so long like but i I heard in the in the middle of this process um the middle of this process, it was said to me um that um, I have to make a decision, I have to decide, and that brought into perspective how I was always conflicted part of me wanted to go, half of me wanted to be gone, wanted to run at any moment, and the other half is, like, stay and commit, so, you know, which one really is it, but um, so many different things have thrown me off, like, different, you know, suggestions being made. If you stay and commit, you have to accept everything that comes with this situation, which means possibly even having to give up on your destiny because others won't accept you. And that means you have to accept them how they won't accept you. And the Lord has already shown me that they will never accept me. He's already made that clear when he gave me my prophecy on life. in life. That they will never accept me. So is it worth staying in a situation where you will never be accepted? That's not love. Is that worth it? I don't know. But, um... What I do know is that regardless of whatever decision I make, the Lord, he is faithful. He will never leave me. He will always be here with me. He will always love me. He will always have my back. He will cover me. Regardless of whatever I have to deal with, whatever I have to go through, the Lord will cover me. And whatever it is, he will cover me. And so many different situations I've looked at and I'm saying, how is it possible that they've stayed in this situation for so long? Part of me wants to believe it's because of the wrong motives. Sometimes wrong motives can keep you motivated towards something. When you have the right motives, it's so much harder. You know, um, part of me wants to believe it's because they're not doing as much. They're not even reaching for as many things I'm reaching for. They're not depending on as many things I'm depending on from God. They're not counting on changing the world. They're just maybe just, you know, possibly being a little bit more selfish in certain areas. Um, Then part of me feels like it's just different for them. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. Like, for me, it's just different. I'm facing all different, you know, all kinds of unique adversities that no one has ever had to face before. And so that's why it's easier for them to be in a situation, or maybe not easier, but just different, you know. And that's why it seems as if their situations have lasted longer or they seem to be a little bit more stable or maybe just less stable, just, you know, more consistent, whatever. Um... It won't work for me and that's a constant reminder that that means that I have to do what I feel like the Lord is leading me to do despite what anybody around me is telling me to do or despite what they're guiding me to do or what despite their opinion on things I just have to trust what I feel like the Lord has guided me to do because at the end of the day I'm less than obedient and I'm falling short of the glory of God and I'm falling back into sin and I'm backsliding. I'm not everything I should be I am making mistakes I'm not perfect but i'm still trying and it's not all that it comes down to when we all need forgiveness none of us fall short of sin. each and every single last one of us need forgiveness so the point is to not give up the point is to not quit the point is to endure that's the race it's endurance it's not perfection it's not strength it's not you know um wittiness It's not intelligence, it's not anything, but endure. Because you're going to fall through these highs, you're going to fall through these lows. And a lot of times going to feel like you're holding on by a thread. But you just have to endure through it all. That's all it's about. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want to have endured. I want to have persevered. I want to have won this race because that's what it's about. That's what Paul did. He is a great inspiration. The Lord is my idol. Jesus Christ is my idol. Because even though Paul is teaching me how to do it from the perspective of someone who is imperfect and falls short of, you know, you know, being everything that they should be every day, though they fight hard and they try hard and they are exceptional. Because Paul was, as I read the Corinthians, he's exceptional all that he goes through, all that he's willing to go through for God. I look through that and I say, now how wonderful would it be for me to ever have been able to hold a candle to all that he's gone through in the name of the Lord. You know, everything that he's going through is amazing. I feel that I can never amount to half as much as what he did. But the Lord has showing me that I am another version of that, you know, just my own story. And I shouldn't compare my journey to him only except to learn and to do whatever I can in order to abide by that Bible and the words in it. So I'm trying, I'm trying, and I am falling short, and I have to take responsibility for that. So many different things are going on around me, and I feel responsible. Like so many different play- people playing with my minds, so and the Lord has shown me over and over again: you are exactly where you are, willing to be. It's never about what they're doing. It's never about who's trying to sabotage, you or get in the way, the distractions, the hinder, the hindrances, the setbacks or delays. It's never about anything that they're doing, but only what you're willing to do and be. And so that means nobody is to blame but myself. I have to take full accountability for where I'm at and what I'm doing. And I'm doing everything I can to do that. It's difficult. And um, I knew that it would come a time. I knew that this time would come where I was in this place where it was so hard. It was somehow so difficult to remember everything that led me to this position. It was difficult to, to remember how hard it had gotten. And... The many different, you know, things I tried, everything that I had gone through seems as if I had tried everything in order to prevail past the situation, only to end up in this position. I knew that when I got here that I would somehow forget how difficult it was and I would be so hard on myself feeling as if I hadn't done enough, that I could have done more, that I could have tried more options, that there's something wrong, that I'm not doing, that they're right when they're saying I'm this and I'm that, but they're not. They're not. I've been there. And that's one thing I vowed to remember. I vow to remember the fact that I had been there, though. And I know that it was nothing I could have done. Nothing. Nothing I could have done. I vowed to remember that I'm remembering that much. I may not remember every detail of everything I've tried, everything I was willing to do, everything I had gone through, and how many times I reached a point where I said, what can I really do? You know? God makes impossible possible, and I fought past that. I fought past Impossible. What could I have done? Nothing. Nothing. And I vow to remember that. I will not blame myself. I will not blame myself. I will take accountability for what I'm not doing, but I will not blame myself because I try everything. I've literally tried everything. So if I end up having to give up on these people I love so much and is willing to go that far for, I will not tell myself it's because of something I couldn't, I did not do that I could have done. Period. I just won't. I won't do it because that is so unfair to me. That is so unfair to me. And the fact of the matter is that I have accepted that we as human beings, a lot of times, we tend to, you know, be distorted in the mindset of what is fair and what isn't. God is just. God is fair. He's a perfect judge. He's the only one who truly knows what fair really is. And so when it comes down to it, what, you know, I realize that um I may be, you know, feeling a little bit more entitled. Or maybe just a little bit more spoiled. Or maybe it's just, you know, I may be accustomed to a certain sort of... I may be comfortable with a certain situation. And so, you know, me feeling like certain things are unfair may just be a part of growing up. It might just be a part of experiencing maturity. It might be be just a part of having to learn those hard lessons in order to become... To be prepared for who I'm destined to be. But one thing, I told myself in this process... Regardless of what it looked like, regardless of what it felt like, regardless of what conclusion I came to, regardless of who or the environment, the where, the who, the when, the the when, the why, the how, regardless of any of those things changing, I will remember that I tried my very hardest, and it was nothing I could do. Nothing I like. I'm almost so confident in it. The only smallest part about, you know, the smallest part of or piece or portion of that I feel like is a gap is the fact that i gotten up from worship when I could have stayed on my knees. And maybe by then things could have been differently. Things could have gone differently. Things could have prevailed. You know, I could have prevailed past these things and maybe by then it was my fault. But even in that moment, even in those moments I had known, like, I have to accept that the Lord knows me. He chose me for a reason. He did not make a mistake in choosing me. Which means I did everything I could have done. Everything. I did it all. And if it was was something, a mistake that I made. Or was something I didn't do. It's something that the Lord planned for. And I'm not about to let anybody make me feel any differently about that. Because no one could walk them out of my shoes. No one could possibly ever understand what it's like to be me or go through. What I've gone through. And even if they're able to replace me. Or get in my spot or take from me what I worked so hard for, they will never understand. They will never understand what it's like to have gotten that. They will never understand what it's like to put in the work to get it. And if they don't care about that, first of all, yes, they do. And that's something I've come to the conclusion of lately. A lot of people around me, I don't care how I got it. I don't care that I took it from you. This whole time I've been trying to rob you of it after you've done the work, and I'm so okay with that, and I've chosen this. And you want to believe, of course they're okay with that. They chose to do that. I'm not doing anything like that because I'm not okay with that. But the idea is they're not They're not okay with that. No, they're not. God is right when he says that life is miserable. When you want to do the work for yourself, you're cheating yourself, and you want to have to live with that. You can't even look in the mirror. You can't even look in the mirror. And if you're looking in the mirror, you're lying to yourself. You're in denial. And this is not me to try and beat anybody else down. I'm doing my best to learn from, you know, wise advice that says you don't ever have to take anybody else down in order to, you know, get your point across, you know, about who you are and then uplift yourself. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm going to be absolutely honest about this. Yes, they are. They are absolutely miserable about what they're doing. Yes, they are. You know, fully aware of, you know, the pain, the suffering that comes along with having to take someone else's hard work instead of doing it yourself. Yes, they are suffering. Like God said, they're suffering. I don't care what they say, how good they hide it. And you know what? I look at how well a lot of these different individuals have been hiding it and I just laugh. I laugh with pain, feeling bad for them, and also with just freedom freedom from the mind the mind tricks and the deception that Satan has been placing on my mind and playing on my mind ever since I was a kid, trying to make me feel like everything that God said was a lie when it's all turning out to be true. That whole time God said, you are really suffering. That whole time I doubted it. I didn't doubt God. I trusted him and I believed him. But I said, but how is it that these things look the way that they look? It seems so sure and... It feels like even if you did your best investigating, you couldn't find them or catch them in a lie. But the fact of the matter is, he was always telling the truth. He was always right. And that's what it is. That's what it is. I don't care what nobody say. They're suffering like God said they are. They're miserable like God said that they are. They are tortured here and they will be tortured in hell like God said they will. Period. No way around that. And they can hide it and they can do the best they can to hide it. And he said that too. They go to great lengths to cover lie with lie with lie with lie. And it's never, they never, they never they're never freed of that. It's chain after chain after chain. They have to do more and more and more each time to cover up the last lie. Instead of setting themselves free with the truth. The truth so the truth shall set you free. They're in chain, they're enslaved to the own lies of the consequences of the sin that they have created for themselves. And I'm going to take responsibility for myself because you cannot clean a speck out of somebody else's eye without cleaning the moat out of your own. So I'm going to do what I can to be everything I can be. But I'm also going to acknowledge the truth in everything that God said to me. Because I know that Satan wants to attack that particularly. So I see it must really, really mess him up that I know it or that I want to know it. More, That I want more of it. That I thirst and I hunger for that truth instead of these lies he wants to feed. They do not fill me up. I'm starving and desolate when I'm living in his darkness and his lies and his deception. Only the truth truly fills me up. Only the truth is the real food that I need. The real food that can satisfy me. And um, I don't want to starve with them. I don't want to starve with them. So they'll always hate me. And I could probably look forward to never ever find a place on this planet where I will have truly escaped that acceptance of this world because I will always be denying it because I am not of this world and I want to return home. That's what it is. So they're going to hate me. And um, I'm never going to be one of those people that say as long as they hate me, I know I'm doing something right because I don't necessarily agree with that either. I just don't. And maybe it's going to be so many different opportunities in life that want to prove me wrong about that. No. I'm never going to be one of those people who embrace hate like it's love because it ain't love. I'm going to embrace love for what it is because I'm embracing truth. You start to embrace hate, you start to distort what truth is. I don't have time for that either. I'm good. So I love who God has made me to be. I love what he's doing in my life. I love who he's, you know, what he's exposing, how he's showing his power. I know that he has a plan for me that's going to work out. And I know it's going to be very difficult. I said that this morning when I woke up. It's going to be very, it's difficult. It's going to be very, very difficult. But as you said, it's going to be good forever. And I think it was made more clear. Not that it was always that clear, but I just started to accept it a little more. That good forever means rapture. We're going to be raptured. And um, it's so bad right now. It's so bad. Not as bad as it could possibly get or as bad as it possibly will be. And so that means that I have so much more that I have to endure. I have to win that race of endurance. That's what it's about. And um, maybe I'm somewhat losing or falling or failing or, or weakened, but I'm made strong my weaknesses when I trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and I give him my battles. And I trust him despite whatever it is that I see, regardless of who it is around me, whatever it is they have their hands on, whatever it is they're trying to do, whatever it is they're up to, I have to trust God, I have to focus on him. I have to give him everything. So I'm going to do whatever I can to do that. And um, everyone around me who doesn't want to see God's will for my life, they're just going to have to see it. Anyways, like, accept me as I am, take me as I am, or as I will be in God, you know, or have nothing at all, nothing, you know? And I feel like that means so much more. You know, it does. It just doesn't mean nothing at all, meaning nothing concerning me, but it may possibly mean nothing at all in your life at all. Like, even without me, you have nothing. You know, it's possible. But um, I'm not going to wish bad on anybody. I pray that you can at least have something. I pray that you can at least have Jesus because without him, you have nothing. You know, I would never place myself in a position, of you know, like that, where I make myself like God, sit myself on high, like God, like some individuals, it feels like in recent, you know, are really, you know, eager to do. And that scares me in a way. Not that I fear anything but the Lord, but that, that just shows that I fear the Lord because they're trying to take the position of God in my life, you know, but the, the Bible says no one can snatch you out of the Father's hand. So everything they're planning to do, you know, they just, they don't have any clue. They don't have any idea, but you know, when it comes down to it, I have to accept that we serve understanding God. He knows that they don't have any idea what they're doing. And so, the mercy will be shown. So will grace. So they may be okay. I pray that they're okay. I want them to be okay. It's not that I'm depending on consequences for them. And I am never want to lose sight of that either. Because it's not about revenge. And it's not about seeing people suffer like you've suffered. I think that that's also something that Satan wants to instill in me. Satan wants to plant that seed so bad. So that he can have another one. But he, no. The Lord, he's gonna keep me. He's gonna keep me. Like, I wanna be kept by God. That's what it is. So, I just wish the best for everybody. I really do. And, um, I know it's gonna work out. <sighs> Something feels so sure. God, he feels so sure. And it feels like, um, Regardless of how deceptive different individuals have been around me, something really good is going on. Because usually when it feels as bad or feels as if it's getting this bad, something really good is happening. So, you know, Satan loves the disguise of really good happenings for something really bad. Because if he can just get you to curse God's name after all God is doing for you right now that you are maybe not even aware of fully, he'll just feel that much better. Like, see, they curse your name after all you've done. I don't want him to have the satisfaction of that. I want to stick through, I want to endure, like the Lord said, and I want to be, even if I'm wavering or I'm in a way failing, I still want to be sure about God, I want to be sure about Him, I don't want to be the one that's like, I'm sorry I doubted you, every time, every time, like, I hope that my average, I hope that I average out more than more than not as not doubting Him, that's just what I want, you know? But the Bible says have childlike faith, and I believe my faith is very childlike because a lot of people are always saying you act just like a kid, always believing that God's just going to make it happen like a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale, though. It's about God's limitless abilities, and that's not a fairy tale. It's about that Bible and the truth that's in it, and that's not a fairy tale storybook. This stuff really happened. This stuff is really real. God's power is what it is. It's not a fairy tale. You know, I think that people with the mindset these that these – promises of God or fairy tale like they have chains on their heart and I've had them on my heart for so long so I should know but um I want to be free forever I don't want to go back so I pray the best for everybody I'm going to do what I can to keep rooting for them